here we go. And welcome to episode 401 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... It was the dawn of the third age of mankind. Ten years after the Earth-Mimbari War. The Babylon Project was a dream given form. Its goal? To prevent another war by creating a place where humans and aliens can work out their differences peacefully. It's a port of call, a home away from home for diplomats, hustlers, entrepreneurs, and wanderers. Humans and aliens wrapped in 2,500,000 tons of spinning metal, all alone in the night. It can be a dangerous place, but it's our last best hope for peace. This is the story of the last of the Babylon stations. The year is 2258. The name of the place is Babylon 5. <laughs> you I watching? Brought, I brought that up because, yeah, I am watching it. It just came up on um, uh, HBO Max. Yeah. Now, the problem with this show is it ran from, like, 1992 to like 1997 okay so it's it was originally formatted for standard definition Mm. the other problem is like a lot of the visual effects like in space and some of like the interiors where they did green screen they looked like they were done by the same computer that did the visual effects for the last starfighter wow yeah, like they are bad, hmm. and and some of the sets look really cheesy because this show is made on a shoestring budget. But all of that said, a lot of the makeup effects are very well done. But the story is, is very compelling still. Mm. Like it really works. Um, I haven't watched a show in over twenty years. Like I have, I don't think I've watched the show since it went off the air. Mm. And um, so like, when I saw it was available, I was like, I really need to rewatch this because this is one of those shows where like I point at it and say, this is one of the best science fiction shows that have ever been made. But if it's a show I haven't watched in over 20 plus years, how can I defend that right, without right. rewatching it? You know, so I'm sitting down and rewatching it and I'm about six episodes into the first season and it is as good as I remember. That's cool. Yeah, like it, there's a there's an obvious there's a slight cheese factor to it because it is like the early to mid '90s, but overall it it really holds up from a storytelling standpoint. Um, and I I think the the um like it's one of the first shows like I know we we credit like the X Files for like long-term storytelling and stuff like that but this was really one of the first shows where like there is shit that's taking place in the first episode that i remember comes back to haunt us in the last episode i see you know so like it was like the michael j uh stransky who he's a comic book writer uh, amongst other things he he was the creator of the show and he was the the head writer of the show he wrote he wrote the entire show except for like two or three episodes uh-huh. It's like every episode was written by him. And um, he had a vision. He had a five-year plan. 
and he was able to complete that five-year plan essentially. That's cool. So, so there's storytelling elements like in episodes where like I'm sitting, I'm watching, I'm going, oh shit, I remember that, and that's going to play divid- pay dividends down the line in the last season. So like it's like a weird show where like you've really got to pay attention because there are things that are going to come back. <laughs> you're going to say, oh yeah, right. So that's kind of an interesting aspect of the show that I really appreciate. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that I've, I've been watching that. I started watching that this week. I finished I finished Doom Patrol season two. Yeah. And I moved on to this when I saw oh, it. With a major cliffhanger that's like I'm just like to quote Cliff, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so I can't wait for season three. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah. I haven't watched anything. No. I watched one division. That was about it. Yeah, I watched one division. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, I find it so interesting. Like the people who don't have patience, huh? <clears throat> like people who don't have patience for this shit. Like, uh. and I and I get it. Like it, it's like, you know, especially with like anything that's involved with like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you are going to get people who are just like, oh, I love the Avengers, you know. And the only thing they know about the Avengers is what they've seen in the movies, like. There are a ton of non-comic book people who watch these movies. Clearly because the comic book sales do not come anywhere close to what the movie ticket sales are. You know what I mean? Right, right. So like, there's a lot of people who watch these movies who have no clue about what how comic books are, are written or where these stories are coming from or who these characters really are. Yeah. They're just along for the ride. So you get the WandaVision, which is trying something extraordinarily different as far as the storytelling goes. And in all honesty, like if you watch just the first three episodes, you you have no clue what the fuck is going on. Right. But it's like it's like I said when we reviewed the, reviewed the first two episodes, I was more busy trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together than I was with what the actual sitcom was about. Right. And but these people were just like, oh, this sucks. This is awful. If this is what Marvel TV is going to be, I want no parts of it. Well, there's something larger at play here that you and like it's almost like and I'm sure it wasn't I'm sure it was done this way on purpose. I'm sure they figured this is what was going to happen. It's like episode four is like meant to be like, okay, you fucking monkeys. Here's what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I mean, I like the fourth episode. You know, I'll take as much cat denning as I can get. Yeah. Mm hmm. But, I, you know, I liked how it all kind of progressed. I, I, I loved the first few minutes of that episode with yeah. the blip, people yeah, coming yeah. back, and like yeah. the confusion. Like, that was fantastic. I loved <laughs> it. Wasn't, yeah. Like that, that, was one of, that was one of the best, like, openings to a show I've seen in a very long time. Because I was just like, because once it clicked, it's like, okay, this is what's going on. Oh right. wow, this is cool. Right, you know, right. like like from a from a, a fan of like this this series, the, the, these movies and everything. So 
that was one of the neatest like storytelling devices they, they they've ever applied to anything like showing the chaos of what was happening when all those people came back right right from from hulk's snap um but i thought overall i i, I really liked the episode overall i liked you know the real introduction of monica rambeau um you know like i said i, I can't get enough of cat denning agent yeah. jimmy woo you know i mean it, it, it was it was just a it, it was a fun episode to kind of enlighten the lay person on what the fuck is going on right you know yeah i thought it was i thought it was well done yeah so far i've liked them so yeah, I mean, I've liked all four episodes, right. but like the first three episodes, I looked at more of, as the puzzle. Like, what's the puzzle? What's going on here? Right. Like, what's what's really going on here is what I was trying to figure out. Not, oh, it's a sitcom. You know, no, it, it was for me. It, it was like, okay, I, there's a there's a puzzle that has to be put together. And like everybody else was like, I don't get it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like really? Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know what they expected. I don't know either. Like, I, I, I think what I think what they what they're expecting is what you're going to get in March from Falcon and Winter Soldier. A little bit yeah. more superhero-y. You know, yeah. Less. Let's fuck with your head. And give you a mystery to solve. Right. No. But it, I mean, yeah. it was good. So. Zombie vision was creepy as fuck too, wasn't he? Yeah. Like that, <laughs> that, 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 that 10 seconds, I was like, oh shit. That's <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Right. You know. I just find it they're playing very well into her madness. Yeah, exactly. But like the other side of it is like, is it all Wanda? Like, is this all? Is this her power just run amok? Right. Which I'm okay with if that's the case because you know, <laughs> disgusting. Wanda Maximoff is one of the most powerful characters in the in in Marvel. Right. You know? And that was you know fully on display at the end of uh. Endgame. Like, she damn near took out Thanos herself. Yeah, which she probably could have. Yeah. With more experience, like, the more experienced right. witch would have taken her out, probably taken Thanos out completely. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. And like, then I mean, if she so if she failed the first time, she would just rerun time and did it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Let me sit down and think about what I did wrong. Okay, now let's redo it. You know, so I, 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 I like, but like her, her level of madness combined with the power, her powers, like I, I'm, I'm just in, intrigued to see where it goes because you know the character, the character has always been interesting to me. I've been waiting for her to kind of develop a little bit more than just being, you know, what we've gotten, and. uh I'm very interested yeah. to see how this all runs, how you know how this this plays out. Yeah, they just give you taste. Yeah, they've always just given you taste of her power. 
um, which, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, I, I you know, I just want to see it full on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when she, she buried Vision. Yeah. That, that was a good, good shot of how powerful she really is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then, you know, end game and, you know, that kind of stuff, but. I mean, we've had taste, but nothing like the true power of of the witch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even in in Infinity War, there's that moment where she takes out the those tanks, for lack of a better term, I'm gonna call them tanks. And uh, you know, they're the 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 head guard from Wakanda's like, why has she been up in the tower? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are we thinking? You know. <laughs> right, you're right, exactly. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So. I, I got to regale you with a tale. A little something <clears throat> embarrassing I want to share with everyone. Okay. So Monday night, Na- Nancy gives me a text message. She's like, she worked later. And she's like, I ain't mood to cook. When I come home, um, I'm going to stop at Sheets. Do you want anything? This is like 8.30 at night. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, uh, give me some, give me a couple of chili cheese dogs. Yeah. I'm in the mood for some Sheets chili cheese dogs. Yeah. yeah. So by the time Nancy gets home, it's almost 10 o'clock. Sabine, you cannot walk across here. Sorry. So she gets home, gives me my chili cheese. Oh, she also brought me home a, like a cup of curly fries. I'm like, oh, this is delicious. Mm. Chowed that down. Loved it. Enjoyed every bite. Mm. I love a good sheet of chili cheese, dog. Well, the next morning, I had some of the most horrific gas. <laughs> like, I'd been over to pick up my phone. And like a fog horn went off behind me. Uh, <laughs> nice. Oh boy, we're in trouble now. So like I'm just like tooting my day away. I'm like, oh and I'm in pain. Like I, you know, go up to the bathroom and it's just like nothing but air. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> sour air. You know, I'm just like, oh <laughs> man. Oh, those cheese dogs are coming back to bite me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I'm at work. I'm upstairs. I'm, a, I'm in the office. I'm at work. <laughs> and I want the sweats. No, no, worse. Even worse. Like, it was like the bubble broke. Oh, God. And, like, I let go of this fart, this ripper of a fart, that it, it honestly, it sounded like the air horn at the end of, <laughs> like, a, the, the, a, a period of a hockey game. <laughs> like, it was a, a fart, and it went on. Hand to God, it felt like a a full minute of my life went by, (laughs) but it was really like a maximum of 10 to 15 seconds. But still, like, like this is a a huge, and I'm on the phone with a person, like I'm on an escalated call and this person's yelling at me and this thing's going off and they, they could hear it over the microphone. (laughs) And the worst part is like, it's one of those farts. Like we're like it's it's being released and you just can't move. You're frozen in place. 
<laughs> like there's no like I, every part of my body is just like stuck as this thing is coming out of me. And so I couldn't hit the mute button on my phone to like at least the skies was to, you know, so like this is just this just monstrous, like reverberating, just <laughs> horrific fart that goes on for like 15 seconds. And mid sentence, this person stops in the middle <laughs> of me just blowing out my asshole. And it, and it comes to an end. And I, I finally <laughs> I get my hand to the mute button and I'm exiting. I'm like, oh. And they just go, oh, are you okay? <laughs> I unmute. I go, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really sorry about that. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, what do you say? Like, I mean, clearly they heard what's going on. You know, <laughs> there's, no, there, there's no getting around this. And this person was <laughs> just like, well, as long as you're okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. Please continue yelling at me now. You know, right. <laughs> it was just like this. And I know that person had to be like, "You should have heard this motherfucker." I'm trying to get our medicaid. He's just blowing. <laughs> like, oh man, <laughs> please don't let this call be cold for quality. <laughs> right. You know, it was like the worst. Like, and like. For shit like that, like I, I will, I do keep tums at my desk at work, mm. but at home I have, you know, because like the last thing you want to be doing is like, you know, doing this around fucking people, yeah. You know? yeah. Especially, I mean, you've you you smelt the creeping death. You know what takes place. You you've been there after a good cheese, <laughs> cheese dog. You know, the the, the 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 air is sour. You know, so you don't want to share that with people. So yeah, I, I keep like a a you know an industrial size bottle of tums at my desk. The problem is they're still at, in fucking Monroeville, you know. Right, at right. home, I don't keep thumbs laying around. I'll just blow my ass out. I don't care. Right, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I was wishing I had some thumbs yet on Tuesday because <laughs> it was <laughs> horrific. <laughs> Even the cats were like, you need to get the fuck out of this room. <laughs> you smell don't don't even cover the bed. Just let it air out because you are disgusting. <laughs> you know. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was my embarrassing moment. Okay. Yeah, I thought I'd share that with everybody. I thought everybody would get a good laugh out of that. <laughs> you know, I know we talked we talked about it off, off the air. But um, yeah, Nan- I-, I told you Nancy bought me that comforter. Yeah. For, for those who don't know, okay, I I am not. I've never owned a comforter in my life. I've always been a sheet and a blanket person. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, la- la- the heat the heat we had in our apartment was was minimal. You know, we actually use space heaters a lot in the apartment. Mm. Um. And it wasn't like, and, and, and Nancy was in that back bedroom a lot, and like that, you know, there was that uh, sliding glass door there, so there was, you know, that apartment was drafty as fuck. Mm-hmm. Nothing you could do about it. So last year, like our first winter in this house, like Nancy just went nuts with the heat. Like I am gonna be warm. Well, she racked up big gas bills, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And 
so this year we, we made a conscientious decision to keep the gap the the temperature lower in the house well because of that like I get a little cold at night, you know, just a sheet and a blanket doesn't cut this. I asked Nancy if she had any, like a blanket she could give me. Well, she goes and she buys me a comforter. Uh-huh. Like, it's a cheap comforter. It was like 10 bucks. It's still a comforter. I never owned a comforter in my life. So I'm using this comforter after she buys it for me. And I am waking up in the middle of the night covered in fucking sweat. Like, I'm only using the comforter. I'm not even using a sheet and a blanket. I'm just under the comforter. And it is trapping my body heat, like, to a point of, like, oven temperatures. (laughs) You know, like, I am waking up covered. Like, my hair is soaked. Like, you know, I'm like, I can't sleep like this. So I went back to the sheet and blanket. I felt bad. Like, but I'm just, I'm, you know. I, 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 you know, I can't be trying to cut weight for a wrestling match, you right. know? So the other day, <clears throat> like Wednesday, like I, I was feeling guilty. I just folded it up and I put it at the end of my bed. Like if I have a foot locker at the end of my bed and Ahsoka has been sleeping on it and stuff, I'm like, I felt guilty. I'm like, man, man he spent good money on this. I, I need to give us that. Maybe it's just me, you know, I mean, I'm doing something wrong. I, I don't know. Let me give it another try. Yeah, that lasted half the fucking night. Yeah. I woke up at like four in the morning just covered in, in sweat. I was just like, yeah, this thing's got to fucking go. <laughs> I, so I, I, I want to put it out there to people. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I run hot. Like, my, my, bo- like my body heat is high. Like, I, I, I think, like, if you take my temperature, my like resting temperature is like, you know, just like it's like 99, 99.1. Like I'm not at 98.7, like like the average person is. I run, I do run a little little hot. Yeah. But like nothing like where you say like, well, he's got a fever. It's just that that I just have a, a slightly higher body temperature, which is why I sweat very easily as well. Yeah. Like if I start exercising in any way, shape, or form, I just start to sweat. Walking around a grocery store, I start to sweat. So, like. That's just part of who I am. I, I understand that, but uh, I want to put it out there to people. Like, I'm I'm just curious. Is there something I'm doing wrong <laughs> in sleeping with a comforter that I'm roasting like a like a turkey <laughs> in there, or mm-hmm. is that just how comforters work? Because you and I discussed it. And you're not a comforter person either. Right. So I don't know. Come, and, and Nancy's like, well, you know, I don't know what's wrong with you. You're, you're, you're fucking strange. Cause she sleeps with a comforter and you know, like, you know, she, she's perfectly fine with it. But with me, I'm like, you know, I get that thing on me. Like within 10 seconds, I, I can feel the heat. Like, like, right. like within in no time, I can feel the heat being held underneath there. And like, and I think about like people who like use like weighted blankets. Can't, that can't be any better. You know, yeah, I don't think you'd like a weighted blanket. No, because I mean, that's just trapping that body heat in there. You know, right? I don't know what the fuck, but so I'm I'm putting it out there to people who use comforters, and I think that's like like 99 of the world. Like I think you and I are like the oddballs who are like you know, I never used a comforter in my fucking life. Well, what am I doing wrong, or or am I doing anything wrong, where like I should never just use a comforter? 
Well, I get hot under comforters. I mean, I'll tell you that. Um, you know, if I'm away. Yeah. You know, uh, if I get under one, it's usually on the floor at the end of the night. Yeah. I usually kick it off because it just it's too too hot. It is. Like it just it holds but, I mean, heat too much. I never really grew up with one, so I. Yeah. I guess I just never got used to it. I guess I, I don't know. I don't know either. But like like Nancy was. Like, and he's just gonna be like, oh, and you can use it in the summer too. I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna be using this in the summer for? Yeah. You know, I'm getting underneath that thing, and I, you know, it's a thousand degrees in a couple hours. All right, all right. You know, but you're basting a turkey underneath there with me. <laughs> oh fuck! Use it in the summer. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand that one, but no. But she does like in the summertime. Like I got like a sheet. That's it. You know, she's yeah. in there. She's got a fucking blanket and comforter on her, and she, like, like she's like a person that goes to a hotel and gets underneath everything. Right, right, right. Like I go to a hotel. I'm like, like top, top sheet. That's all I need. You know. Yeah. So, I, I'm just putting that out there, little world. Let me know because I'm curious. <laughs> all right. So on Sunday, the day after we recorded, I knew it, I knew it was coming, but it it upset me. I don't want to mention that last week, but on Sunday of last week, we got our first look at Godzilla versus Kong. And <laughs> looked good, didn't it? Oh. Uh, Oh, like, I don't care how, like, in the world of physics, you cannot explain how Godzilla and Kong could be fighting on that, that aircraft carrier, but thank God they are. And that right hook Kong delivers. I was like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you never see shit like, like, like I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, we're, we're not going to like, we'll see like little bits of like a battle, but you're never going to see like Kong like late, like, like through a Mike Tyson, like punch the first round. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Big G got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Graphically looked pretty good. Yeah. You knew the special effects are going to be dead on. But, uh, mm, I think they're hiding shit from us. I, I, I got a feeling that there's going to, that the, uh, the real perpetrator is not Godzilla. No. No, I think it's. Who do you think it is? Mecha Godzilla. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I think you're going full Mecha Godzilla. You got, like, like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's going to follow the superhero formula of, like, okay, Kong and Godzilla fight, but then at the end of it, it's Kong and Godzilla have to team up to defeat something even stronger. Right. And that, that thing is going to be Mecha Godzilla. I, yeah. I think it's like, like, at the beginning of the movie, it's like, well, why, why is Godzilla, like, you know, attacking and doing the shit that he's doing? Because, like, Godzilla's, like, supposedly the fender of the earth. And I think it's going to be like, because it's not Godzilla. That's Mecha Godzilla. And I am hoping and praying that the, that's like 
it's not like some earthbound thing. I'm I'm hoping and praying it's aliens. Like let please, dear God, let it be aliens who have come to Earth with Mecha Godzilla to take to try to like like I want it to be like just com- just go completely batshit crazy with this. <laughs> please, please, dear God, and haven't let that be what it is. So you think the Godzilla that's attacking is actually Mecha Godzilla? Yeah. And the Godzilla that we're seeing on screen is actually G, but he's getting blamed for all the attacks. Or do you, you know what I'm I, saying? I, I, I think the I think every time we see Kong fighting Godzilla, I think he's actually fighting Mecha Godzilla. Okay. That's my thinking. Okay. Just wonder. Yeah, and I think at some point then, yeah, they'll like the the like the the skin will be removed and we'll see the full on badass Mecha Godzilla that we you know. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> I want that action figure. Yeah, I look badass on my shelf. <sighs> Pretty cool. Yeah, like I mean, that's my theory. Like I, because like I just, like the the storyline doesn't make any sense if it's like, like Godzilla goes rogue. Like it doesn't make any sense. Right. You know. No matter how, like, you, I mean, I remember, I know if you look at the end of, like, you know, King of the Monsters, you're kind of like, well, you know, he had everybody bowing to him, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody was like, okay, you're the man, you're the man, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think, I, cause I just, I think, like, I think you're going all out, like, I think it's just like, like, fuck it, let's just do it. Why yeah. not? It's it's it's, Kong, it's a Godzilla movie. It's Kong versus Godzilla. Why why not just go the the, the extra mile and throw in Mecha Godzilla? Right. Because that'll just you know people just go nuts when they see that. <laughs> so that's my theory. I, my theory is it's it's Mecha Godzilla. I see. Yeah. Kong did sock him there, boy. Oh man, that that right hook he delivered. And then he's like fucking blocking the atomic breath with an axe. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I was like, holy shit, that's badass. <laughs> oh, I want to see this in the theater so fucking bad, but I'm gonna see it on HBO Max instead. <laughs> All right. When's that gonna be released? What March 26th, I think. Ooh, that's soon. Yeah, it is. It's right around the corner. It'll be good. Oh, yeah. I have, I, I have no doubt, like, it's going to be a fun movie to watch. Like, I'm going to be extraordinarily excited by this. Like, I, I'm going to thoroughly enjoy it. There's nothing you can tell me, like, that, that, unless it's, like, everything we've seen is all we're going to see of the monsters. Like, unless it's, like, Godzilla, like, the first Godzilla movie where, like, they just, like, tease the fuck out of you. Yeah, and you finally get the fight at the end. Yeah, like which just pissed me off to no end because like what because you got like a grand total of like ten minutes of like monster fighting like you know right right. Th- this movie just needs to be a full on just I should get a grand total of ten minutes of human interaction. The rest of it should just be like you know a fucking flare versus steamboat Broadway for for sixty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what yeah. I want. Full on monster on monster battle royal action. 
Is Kong? I guess Kong's off the island, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like uh, there's that scene where like he's on that aircraft carrier chained to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they had to have done something to get the big guy off of there. <laughs> there's that little girl apparently he has a connection with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with this finger yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like none of this shit that I care about. Like I, I don't. This little girl's got a connection to Kong. Great. I don't give a fuck. I just well, that's gonna play into the story. I'm sure it is. I'm yeah. sure it fucking is. You know. And you know, everything else is. I, it's just it's all background noise, like to what you really want. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Unless it's an old Japanese man who has a connection to Godzilla and is like, yeah, farewell, my friend. You know. That was a good scene. That was. That was a good scene. So, I mean, overall, like, look at this trailer. Um, I think you're in the same boat I am of, like, fuck, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, clear, I mean clearly this is meant for us. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is like, like some, somebody's like, you know, those boys at Pittsburgh nerd. This is what they deserve. Let's give it to them. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, so, I'm, I'm sure I, I bring this up because it, it falls in that category of like, um, Science and and med medical shit that you kind of get into because because okay. of what you do. Yeah. But apparently, there is such a thing as COVID nineteen sniffing dogs. Did you hear about this? <laughs> no, I haven't heard about this. Yeah. <laughs> so the Miami Heat of all the NBA team, the Miami Heat are are they're trying to bring back fans. To the arena. Okay. And um, apparently, in order to get into the game, you will have to be, you have to go past COVID-sniffing dogs. <laughs> They've been working on a plan for months, and the highly trained dogs have been in place for some games this season where the team was, was allowed a handful of guests, mostly friends and family of players and staff. Starting this week, a limited number of ticket holders will be in the seats as well, provided they get past the dogs first. If you think about it, detection dogs are not new. Um, you've seen them in airports. And they've been used in mission-critical situations by police and military. We've used them at the arena for years to detect explosives. Um, the coronavirus sniffing dog ID has been put into place in airports in Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, and Helsinki, Finland in recent months. Um at heat games, fans arriving for the game will be brought to a screening area, and the detection dog will walk past. If the dog keeps going. The fan is cleared. The dog sits as a sign that detects the virus, and the fan will be denied entry. Um, if, the, if a fan is allergic or afraid of dogs, the Heat are offering an option to skip the dog screening and submit to a rapid antigen test instead. The Heat say the test can be processed in less than 45 minutes. Wow. Um, well, it doesn't explain to me, though, 
Dogs have a superior sense of smell, which is why they're often used by law enforcement to find everything from drugs to bombs to missing people. Medical researchers have long reaped the benefits of canine sniffing, training some dogs to detect when a human is dealing with things like too much stress or too little blood sugar or even certain cancers. Researchers are finding especially trained dogs can detect COVID on humans quickly and accurately. Like, how? Like, I need this explained to me. Like, how can these dogs detect COVID-19? I know. Like, I know, like, I, I know I've, I've heard of these dogs that, like, diabetics have that it can detect if your blood sugar is too low. Yeah. Like, it'll, and it'll do, like, a dance or something to let you know, like, hey, you need to do something about this. So I've heard of these. And, right. you know, I mean, clearly, like, other types of things, like, you know, sniffing out explosives, you know, those drugs that are that are fucking narcs and find your weed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit like that, you know. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I mean, I know that, the, you know, the dogs, even like my dad said, like, when he w- when he came back from his missionary trip to Africa, um, there was uh, this... Uh, uh, this wiener dog, I guess it, and it had, it had a little vest on that. It was like <laughs> part of like, um, um, oh fuck, what's my calling? Customs. Okay. So you're trying to, you're, they're passing through customs and this dog was like going around and it was on a leash and he had a little, little customs vest on. And when he, he would stop and point and it was like detecting fruit that people were trying to smuggle in from Africa. Oh, really? Yeah. And, like, you know, they'd go through your stuff and they'd find, like, you know, some sort of fruit that was you weren't allowed to bring into the country. Yeah. Which is, like, like holy shit, you know. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> you know, so it's shit, like, like, but, like, I understand that aspect of it. But, like, how can a dog smell COVID on you? And how do you t- teach a dog to smell COVID? Right, I, I don't know. That that's the fact. Like, I, I, unfortunately, the article I I found, like, and everything just kind of covers like, well, he the heat are using these amazing dogs. I'm like, you know, that's great. I want to know more about the dogs. Right, right, right. You know, how did this happen? And is this going to be like, like, because even see, like, even even with the the vaccine, like, people are like, yeah, this shit ain't going away anytime soon. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. With the new strains and everything else, it's like, yeah, we're 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 a long way to fuck off from like, you know, normal, quote unquote. So, right. like, are like these dogs gonna be like a normal way of life now? Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. Yeah, it's weird. I never heard of that before. No, so. neither have I. It, it, and it fascinates me because it's like, like, I don't know, like. I mean, they say that they that, like they're accurate. Like, you know, what what? Like, how long does it take train to t- take the train of dog to sniff out COVID? Like, how can, how quickly can we roll these out? Like, can I have a COVID sniffing dog at Applebee's? <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I understand you don't know, but it's like it's one of those weird. I don't know things. the science behind it. Right, I understand that. That's why I'm bringing it to your attention because I know yeah. you're into this stuff. But like it's like can 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 we teach uh teach your dog to to do this, right? You know that way I can come to your house. Like if the dog, if the dog like if the dog like is like yo, he's fucked. Don't let him in. I love <laughs> you, Sean, but no. Like you know. <laughs> right. 
I just find I find it odd. I didn't know they can do that. No, neither did I. And again, like this is something that they figured out like rather quickly. Yeah, like real quickly. Yeah. I mean, like, Helsinki, they're like, you know, yeah, let's put this shit to, to right to work. <laughs> you know? Dubai ain't shutting down for shit. They're like, yeah, you gotta get past the dog. I, here's an article. I, I, just real quick. Okay. It said, the dog screened 1,680 passengers and found 158 COVID-19 cases that were confirmed by PCR tests. Wow! The animals correctly identified negative results identified negative results with 100% accuracy and correctly detected 92% of positive cases. This is amazing. I'm applauding it because this is amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know how they... Jesus, you know, you get on something and you have to fight yeah, through fucking 75 fucking things popping up. Uh, I, it doesn't say how they do it, though. No, like, no, no, nobody, nobody's revealing that. Like, no, 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 no article I could find, like, explained the science behind, like, this yeah. is how we taught the dogs to do this. I don't know. It's weird. We just leave them alone with COVID patients. Superior sense of smell. Dog's noses bear 300 million scent receptors compared to humans, which five or six. Let's them detect odor that people can't. says researchers don't know for sure what the dogs are smelling but many suspect that these illnesses cause the human body to let off a distinct pattern of volatile organic compounds these molecules readily evaporate to create scent that the dogs can pick up hmm. wow uh, they have trained their canines to smell samples most often of sweat in sterile containers and to sit or paw the floor when they detect signs of infection. Well. They've taken sweat samples from passengers at, at, you know, at airlines. Right. And then it's backed by conventional tests, and that's how they right. get their results. Uh, and said so the dogs, dogs in Finland have identified cases days before conventional tests picked up the virus. Wow. Suggesting that they can spot infection before symptoms even start. That's impressive. Yeah, it is. You need, to get rogue, you need to get rogue on this right away. And it's cheap. I mean, it's cheaper than PCR tests. Yeah. 
The researchers trained eight dogs on samples taken from the mouths and windpipes of seven people hospitalized with COVID-19 and seven in uninfected people. The dogs identified 83% of the positive cases and 90% of, it's 96% of the negative ones. Wow. So it kind of goes beyond the, you know, false positive and false negative tests. If you have a right. dog, they can pick it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Sorry, I don't mean to go on about it. It's just. No, no, I mean, I, you're getting more information that, I'm, that I was inquiring about. Nah, that's it. That's in the article. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> it's pretty damn fascinating. Yeah, I'll say. So. In other news, I, I found this fascinating, and you're going to roll your eyes at first, but you kind of need to trust me on this, where we're going. Because mm. the reason I bring it up is because it falls into something that we, we, we cover on a regular basis, and that's streaming networks. Yeah. So yeah. this week, NBC Universal and the WWE announced that the Peacock will be the exclusive streaming home of the WWE Network. Okay. Okay. So for those who don't know, mm. including Ian, the WWE, the World, World Wrestling Entertainment, has their own streaming network, the WWE Network. <coughs> Excuse me. For, for, for 10 bucks a month, you get access to their video library, original content and pay-per-views including the granddaddy of them all wrestlemania yeah okay that's huge because that and this this has been they've had this ongoing for about seven years now back in the day like you were dropping 60 bucks a pop for 50 bucks a pop for a pay-per-view and for wrestlemania you were dropping like 75 yeah so like like for wrestling fans, especially WWE fans, this was a, a huge deal. Like you know, I for ten bucks a month, I'm getting everything I want plus these pay per views. Right. You know, and it it, but WWE's reached a point where, like, they just signed a a, a deal last year or two years ago with Fox to put SmackDown, one of their shows, on the Fox Broadcasting Network. It was a billion-dollar deal. They're, they're a publicly-owned company now, and they're always looking for influxes of cash. Right. If your network isn't putting out, we're bringing in the kind of money that you need, or you're not creating any new income from that network, well, the best thing to do is to sell it off for a billion dollars to somebody else. Right, right. You know, and it does two things. Number one, for the peacock, it gives them something else. Because let, let's face fast, the only thing right now, the only thing the peacock has going for it is it is the exclusive home of the office. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like. Their, their original programming sucked their first time out. 
Right. The only thing they had going for them was they they brought the, they they took the office off of Netflix and brought it to the Peacock, and they've been selling that like if you want to watch the office, get the Peacock. So now this gives them something else to distinguish them, because hardcore wrestling fans, hardcore WWE fans, are going to spend the money to get the Peacock if they don't already have Xfinity. For their their um their internet provider or their, their TV provider, they're right. going to spend the money to get the Peacock to be able to watch their pay per views. Right. Because again, it's I think it's four ninety nine gets you everything with commercials. I think the pay per views are still commercial free or you know how you know they're because they're a live event. But beyond that, like. You still get all the the regular programming, and then for for ten ninety nine, ten bucks a month, you can get it for uh, commercial free. Mm. So, I mean, and this is like a hundred thousand hours of content between like the video libraries that WWE owns with their their own programming, with the NWA or WCW with um, the old school NWA with. Uh, ECW, the AWA, World Class Championship Wrestling. I mean, they, they own a ton of shit. They own right. a ton of shit. So, and all this is available. You can go back and watch wrestling from the 80s if you want to. Yeah. With this. So, but it's a huge deal for the Peacock because now, once again, here's a way to, to create an influx of, of people coming into who are going to want to, you know, pay you for your streaming service because of what you're offering. Right. And also, many in the wrestling industry, many of the insiders feel this is the first step to NBC Universal actually buying the WWE. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Vince is 76. Yeah. You know, I, I know. Um, his son Shane has kind of publicly said he has no interest in running the business. Um, his daughter Stephanie seems to. Um, uh-huh. She's married to, you know, old you know the wrestler formerly known as Triple H. Uh-huh. Um, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, his real name is Paul Levesque. Uh, and uh, I mean, he has interest in running running the company but not the whole kit and caboodle like i don't think he he wants to run wrestling he doesn't want to run world wrestling entertainment right right you know like he's he's more interested in 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 being involved in pro wrestling by itself right so i i think like you know that that just may be the situation where vince is like you know nobody really wants to take this fucking thing over and why don't I just make my money a few billion, my family a few billion dollars and just sell this shit off? Right. So, like, a lot of people are speculating this is the, and the WWE has always had a very cozy relationship with NBC um, and Universal. Uh, Monday Night Raw has, has been on, on uh, USA Network, which is owned by Universal for many, 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 many years. Um, you go back to the, to the 80s with, you know, uh, Saturday Night's Main Event, which was on NBC, you know, um, 
their their deal with the XFL with NBC. You know, you know. So Vince McMahon has had a very close relationship with with NBC Universal for well over thirty years. Right. And um, so like that's what you know. So it, it's kind of like the speculation, kind of like you know when Lucas sold Lucasfilm to Disney because Lucas had a long, long going, ongoing relationship with the Disney company, that this is kind of the same thing with McMahon. And this is like the first step to eventually selling to them. Right. So I know you're not a wrestling fan, um, but like, do you, I my question to you is like, do you think this is something that will push the Peacock from that, like being a second tier streaming service to something larger? Well, I mean, I think it's definitely going to help them. Um, I don't know if they're going to get that big. You know what I mean? Um, but there's a lot of wrestling fans out there too. But um, I don't think it's going to get on to the prime level. By any means. Mm-hmm. But um, didn't didn't they also um, aren't the Olympics on it? Uh, the Peacock too. Yeah. Yeah, because they have the exclusive rights to that too. Right. So does that mean you you're not going to be able to watch the Olympics? <laughs> you know no, what I mean? Well, they're going to black I, out I, a lot of shit. I, I think what that, <laughs> I think what that's going to mean is. If you want to watch it live, the live events, yeah, then you're gonna to have to watch it on the Peacock. And then, like you know, every night, like from from eight o'clock to eleven o'clock, NBC will have like a highlight package of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like they do, like that's what they've that's what they've done in the years past. Is like all the live events have been on like USA Network and like everything else that they own. Like all the other networks that they own have been carrying the live events, and then yeah. at night they have like the highlight package on NBC. Yeah. So like it's like, hey, Americans won gold in this event. Let's show it to you. And hey, Americans won gold over here. Let's show it to you. You know, or yeah. like the big, big, big stuff like you know with um with the Summer Olympics, like the gymnastics will be on NBC. Right. That'll, that'll be live on NBC. You know, they'll make sure of that. So that's where that's where you, yeah. get, you know, because that's that's the yeah. big rate. Like the big rating stuff will be on NBC, and everything else will be on the Peacock. I'm sure. Right. I'm just curious. Yeah. But you know, it'll boost them up there. I don't think they're going to get as big as the big dogs, but yeah, it'll like, definitely boost them. Like if you want to watch Argentina versus Australia at basketball in the Olympics. <laughs> you're gonna watch that live on the Peacock, right? Right. You know, it's gonna be shit like that. Um, but like everything else, right? Like I'm, I'm sure if the men's basketball team is any good, they'll be on NBC. Yeah. But like, I, 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 I like me and Nancy discussed this a little bit because we were talking about like, like that move. She, she was excited because um. I can't remember what the name of the movie is, but the new Jared Leto movie came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it came out on, it's on HBO Max. 
and Nancy was like, well, why, why are they doing this? Like, why is each, why, why is Warner Brothers doing this? And I explained to her, I was like, you have to find a way to differentiate yourself in this crowded market now. Right. You know, so with Disney, Disney's doing it with, you know, their properties, which they own a billion of. But most right. importantly, you know, Star Wars and and Marvel. So, you know, you have the Mandalorian, which has carried them. Well, now you have WandaVision, and then you'll have Falcon and Winter Soldier, and on and on and on. With HBO Max, the again, like none of their original programming has really taken off per se. Um, you know, and like so you need something that's going to grab your attention. Well, this grabs your attention now. I can watch a movie the same day in theaters as, you know, I don't have to leave the comfort of my home now to go see Kong versus Godzilla. Right, right. Like, I don't think this was a COVID-19 decision. I think this was a decision of we need to do something to make this this streaming service stand out. Right, right. You know, I think Wonder Woman was, and based off of that, they're like, well, fuck it. Let's just do it with everything because this got such a high reception. So, I mean, it's it's all about finding a way to make yourself stand out in what's become a very crowded streaming market, I think. Right. So how does the Peacock do that? Well, we got our wrestling buddies over here. We think it can help us out. So we'll just pay you a mm-hmm. billion dollars for your product. We'll take over that streaming service. Have all your customers come to us. All right. And we'll just take it from there. All right. You know. Because that's what it's all about. If you if you you have to find a way to stand out anymore. Right. Net, Netflix and Amazon got too big of a head start on you. Yeah, way big. You know, and AB, and Disney just took off. I mean, in all honesty, the Dis, the only reason Disney Plus took off is because of the popularity of the Mandalorian. Right. I mean, like the only other thing you can say that they've had to come out that has any resemblance of any sort of popularity was Hamilton. Right. You know, that's it. Yeah. You know, I've, I mean, I've got my ear to the pop culture ground, and you don't hear shit about, like, anything else on Disney+. Plus. It was Hamilton and the Mandalorian. Right. You know, so. Now, like, you know, Paramount, or CBS All Access is changing to Paramount+. Plus. They're starting their push to really, you know, you know, and the, and what their big thing is is you know we have Star Trek. Yeah, right. You know, and I mean, and that's big. I mean, all honestly, that, that's big. And if you can convince people like this is where to go, you know, spend your six dollars here because we'll give you Star Trek. Right. That nobody else can. Well, I mean, that's who, has, who has the Lord of the Rings property? I think. I think it's Warner Brothers. Just curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain it's Warner Brothers. Is that supposed to come out? No. At some... No. I think it's Amazon. Is it? Yeah, because I think the Amazon's the one doing the Lord of the Rings show. Yeah. They just renewed them for a second season, and they haven't even come out with the first yet. Yeah, they're still in pre-production on the first. I'm like, yeah, we're greenlighting two seasons. <laughs> yeah, there's a fucking surprise. Right, right. You know, I'm actually looking forward to it. I don't know what I don't. I don't even read anything about it whatsoever. 
I, I haven't paid too too much attention to it, but I it's supposed to take place like I think like in the first age or something. Like, you know, mm. back when the rings were formed. Oh. You know. Shit like that. Yeah. And then I mean you got the announcement too, like, you know, the that, that big casting announcement with uh Sandman. You know what that's on yeah. HBO, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah, I I I think it could be well done. I I, I was I started watching American Gods. Did you? Well, the second season. Yeah. Yeah, I like that show. I I don't have stars anymore. Nah. We well, got like, rid of we got rid of Showtime and picked stars back up. Yeah. Well, like with Comcast, like for some reason, like I don't know if they're not carrying stars or or expanding. I guess it's my cable service technically, but yeah. like I don't like like they switched me over to Epics. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's not the same. Well. Yeah. Any no. Stars is pretty good. Yeah. I, I I think from a movie standpoint, they're both comparable. Mm. Like you know, I was happy. I just got to rewatch um, Star Trek Beyond because it's on Epics. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I enjoyed the hell out of that. That's still that's 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 such a good fucking movie. <laughs> it, like, it, like you talk about movies that caught me by surprise. That that one like really surprised me is how good it really was. Yeah, I thought it's gonna be a turd. <laughs> I really did, but um. Like, I, I do want to. I, I will admit, I do want to watch. You're you're gonna laugh at me for this, but like they have a um, they have a show called Pennyworth. Okay. Which is all about Alfred. Like oh, really? young young Alfred before he was the Wayne's Butler. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like an espionage show, and you know Thomas uh-huh. Wayne's in it somehow. My dad says it's really good, so I uh-huh. want to give it a try, but I'm, like, hesitant because it's, like, what if it's Gotham 2.0? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want that. But, like, you know, it, it, I, I, it, I will say this much. I have heard nothing but good things about Pennyworth, so I want to <laughs> give it a try just because of that. Mm-hmm. And I know the second season's coming up soon, so I may wait until the second season's over and just binge watch f- both seasons. Right. There's another show, Europa, I think it's called. I can't remember, but it's like a a Vikings or like medieval kind of, not even medieval, like it, like like uh, like like Viking Age shit. Like, but like okay. Europe. Okay. Okay, like that that era, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like right before Rome took over, I think Rome okay. is coming to to Europe. Oh, I see. You know, like that type of thing. Yeah. So they're not they're not knights. It's like you know, they're still like in like wearing like you know animal pelts and shit. 
<laughs> you know. But it, it looked kind of interesting. I think Mark Campbell's in the season. Oh, really? Yeah. Like with the he's still like rocking like the the bad Skywalker beard and he just kinda, you know, shows up <laughs> as an old man. Yeah. But um but so like, like like they do have some interesting stuff like as far as their series go that I, I do kind of say, oh, okay, I should get right. I, I do want to watch this. So like they do compare to stars in that way because like stars like, their series like never really stands on. Yeah. Like they try to compete with HBO and they just kind of fall a little short. But they try so damn hard. You know. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Like I mean. I, I don't know why, but they just can't, like, you know, they just can't get it right. Right. You know, American Gods was good. Like, I enjoyed the first season. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, it's just not enough for me, like, to, like, say, like, oh, well, let me spend the money to get stars back as a streaming service. Right. You know? So. All right. Well. There was one other tidbit I wanted to cover here. Okay. I don't know if this is going to excite you or not. Do, do you remember the excitement you felt the first time you saw the Cloverfield trailer? Oh, yeah. Like, that was like a big thing. Yeah, it was. And I mean, in all honesty, like you know, when, once Cloverfield did come out, I actually enjoyed the hell out of it. Right, it was good. Yeah, like I I liked the the found footage aspect of it. Like I I I liked the first person perspective. I I liked how like it didn't give you any information, really. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like at the end of it, like you still don't know what. Like all you know is a giant monster attacked New York, and you know, that the people who we've been following around with this camera apparently died. Right. Like that's what you, at the end of it, that's what you know. Yeah. Spoiler alert. You know, so that was one of those, like, interesting movies that, like, I really enjoyed. And, like, I enjoyed the, the perspective that it gave on, like, a monster attack movie. Well, it has been announced that we're finally going to get a sequel to that motherfucker. Really? A true sequel. Nice. Like not not a Cloverfield movie. We're getting to get the sequel to Cloverfield. That's cool. It'll be produced by JJ Abrams. Um nice. but it will not be a found footage movie. Okay. Yeah. Um let me pull up the article here. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. Um Paramount Pictures and Bad Robot have hired British screenwriter Joe Barton who was recently brought in as the showrunner of the HBO Max's Batman TV spinoff to write the script for J.J. Abrams and will return to produce the movie. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Reporter says that proper Cloverfield sequel is finally in development, but unlike the 2008 original, this sequel will not use the found footage format. Um, Details about the plot are being kept secret, of course, because it hasn't even fucking been written. But it seems right. like a good bet that this movie will feature references to some of the in-universe companies products and establishes throughout the blah, 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 yakety schmackety. Matt Reeves, who directed the first movie, will not be involved with this new entry. Okay. 
Um, in addition to tackling Gotham PD spinoff of, of Reese's upcoming The Batman, Barton created the crime drama high girl. Uh, I don't care. In 2008, Reese revealed in an interview that a sequel was being bantied about and that it might end up showing the events of the first film from a different perspective. Um, years later, Reese promised that you are going to see a Cloverfield sequel, but we just don't know when. Um, at the time, he was talking about a sequel that would have been made by the same creative team that made the first one. So it doesn't give me who the director is going to be, just who the writer and is going to be produced by J.J. Abrams. Okay. But I guess, um, you know, 12 years later, 13 years later, do like. Does that excite you to get a sequel to Cloverfield? Yeah, it does. I, I don't know. I like the first one awful lot, but if they're not going in that format, how are they going to do it? You know what I mean? Like, right. Just as a regular movie. I don't know. That was kind of like the big thing with that movie. That was kind of the catch, right? It was sort of like that footage from Signs. Where you see the alien right. in the background of the TV, like right. That's kind of like what we liked about that, you know, the madness of what was going on. Well, I mean, the the you know, the only other example of this I can point to is you know, Blair Witch Two. <laughs> you know, because that was yeah, a yeah, footage yeah. movie. It's a massive turd. <laughs> Big time. Yeah, but um, I just, I, I mean, I get, the, I get that you don't want to do it as a found footage movie because that's that'd be hard to do a second time around. Right, right. You know what I mean? Um, I think for the story that Cloverfield told, doing it as found footage made sense. Right. Now, if you want to do this as a full-on monster, you know, you know, kaiju-style movie, then going away from found footage, obviously, is the way to go. Right. So it's just, but it's just, it's one of those things that um, I, I always get nervous when there's a big gap between that original and a sequel. Right. You know, like. I don't know. Man. I, it just it's one of those things where I like kind of question it. Like, like I, I'm intrigued. Like, and I want to see a, like a continuation of that particular story with the monster. Right. But at the same time, like it just it makes me nervous. Like, you know, let's let's revisit it. Let's revisit something we did. 12 years ago and hopefully we find that magic again yeah you know but you know lately that that track record has kind of been debunked to a certain extent i mean you know i look at tron legacy that's a great movie i look at blade runner 2049 that's a great movie you know right there there are there are sequels that have taken place after much much longer breaks that have been very good. So. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We will. I mean, we're, we're going to see, but 
or hopefully we'll see. Like, you know, how often do we talk about movies that like, hey, they're going to make this and they never do. Right, right. You know, but um, I, I, I have high hopes that, like, this is going to get made and it'll be very good. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, with J.J. Abrams involved with it, I always have high, like, higher hopes. Yeah. You know, so. I forgot Matt Reeves directed that. The first one. Yeah. I did. Like, I don't know why. I just like, It's like one of those things that like, kind of gets lost in the, you know. <laughs> What's going on with your eye? What the fuck was that? What are you doing? What are you I talking about? It must have been the light, the way the light's hitting your glasses. It looked like you were giving me like a stink eye there. It's my Terminator eye. Yeah, your Terminator eye went like all fucked up. I'm like, what is going on there? It must have just been the way the, the, the screen's hitting your glasses. Because I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you went old, old large Marge on me and shit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Partoni old mailbag. All right. And as always, we start with a good friend, Super Fan Thad. Hello, my two favorite hosts who may be the next general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> I, yeah. I have not put my hat in the ring, but I know Ian has. <laughs> yeah. He feels much more qualified for that than I do. <laughs> Rumor has it Jim Rutherford left because the Penguins owners would not let him trade Latang. Really? I've actually, heard, I've actually heard that rumor. That he wanted to trade Latang? Yeah. And ownership was like, no, you can't do that. And I don't know. Like if I, if he, like if you, here's the thing. Like I, as as good as Latang is, if you could trade him and get like three decent blue liners or two decent blue liners, right? I would have done it because their defense stinks. Their defense stinks out loud. Yeah. Like, their goalies are just getting peppered with shots. Like, you, like it's tough. Like, I mean, other people only see, like, you know, oh, well, Jari sucks. No, it's he's just seeing 40 fucking shots a game. <laughs> right. You know, it's tough to stop 40 shots. I hate to break it to you. Yeah, I mean, things are going to get through. Yeah. If your defense is that bad. Like, how they're winning games, I don't know. Right. Like, they just won today 5-4. to four. Like, how, that's just mind-numbing. You, you can't win in shootouts like this. I mean, I'm not even talking like an overtime shootout. I'm talking just a flat-out, like, you know, a 5-4 game. Like, you can't do that all season. Yeah. You can't expect to have playoff success winning this way. Yeah, your, your offense is going to burn out, too. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just bad. Like, I don't know, like, and so, like, if that's the case, like, if, if he was, if he wanted to trade Latang, like, to get, like, like, a couple of decent guys to play defense, and they were like, no, you can't trade Latang, you know. Man, I'd have a problem with that, too. Because, like, he's trying, like, you got to try, you got to find a way to improve his defense. You're right. You know. I mean, Latang's a great, like, you know, point man on the power play and shit like that, but. You know, yeah. And the truth will come out eventually. 
I'm sure it will. I mean, you know, he he did it was quote unquote for personal reasons. I think it was personal reasons he was pissed off because he couldn't trade Latang. <laughs> you know, man. I tell you, another guy that fucking need to trade my, you know, Gino. He's playing like garbage too. Yeah, he's winding down. I think. I, but at least he admitted it. Like, like some guys would be like, oh yeah, you know, don't worry, I'm not worried about it. You know, Gino's like, yeah, I'm playing like shit, and I need to fucking straighten up and fly right. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is, but I need to fix it. You know, like I, right. I at least respect that from like a, a player. Like, you know, most guys are like, I'm not worried about it. It'll, you know. You know, this thing, thing that Gino's like, yeah, I, I, I'm playing like shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's the first one to admit his fault. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I at least like, I salute you, sir. You know? Yeah. He does. He admits his faults. Yeah. I mean, like, to a T, too. Like, I mean, like I said, like, most guys are like, like, oh, like, yeah, you know, we all need to play better, and that starts with me, you know, and like they're, they're like pussyfoot around it. Like, you know, I hate that shit. Like, Gino just came out here. Yeah, I suck. <laughs> you know? I don't know what it is, but I suck. <clears throat> I need to fix it. You know, like, God bless you, Gino. But like, you know, like maybe that fixing it is like, you know, trading you for a couple of blue liners because we need defense. Right. You know, and you're a name. Yeah, with a couple more years left in you. Yeah. As much as I love to see him retire a penguin, I'd much rather see them win a Stanley Cup this year. Yeah. You know, and they're not going to do that with this defense. Yeah, true. It's gotta drive you because you you don't you don't get to watch the games, do you? Unless it's like on NBC Network, and even now I think it's probably blacked out for you, huh? Yep, blacked out. That's. I tried to put it on because we have YouTube TV. Yeah. And I put the game on. Still couldn't you know, watch. Pit, Pittsburgh, da 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 da. Yeah. And it, it showed me uh, twenty-five seconds. And then it blacked it out. That sucks. Yeah, it does. Really sucks. I I know your pain because, like, I mean, I'm I'm glad I didn't watch it because it got blown out. But, like, you know, like Pitt basketball, Pitt was playing Notre Dame today in basketball. Pitt basketball has been pretty good this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as I wanted to watch that game, it was on the the, uh, ACC network, which, you know, they don't have an agreement with Xfinity, so I couldn't watch right. it. And you can't pull it up on anything. Like you try to pull it up on like the ESPN app, they'll like tell you, yeah, you you have to watch this part of the ACC network. Like what the fuck? Right. I'm in Pittsburgh. You have it on your app. Let me fucking watch it. No, you can't do that. <laughs> right. Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> Seeing like Pitt football like this past year, like I, like all but one game was on the ACC network, right? And like that one game was like the fucking Notre Dame game where they wore those hideous fucking uniforms, those, yeah, those atrocities that they wore. And I'm just like, fuck, this is the one game of the year I'm gonna get to watch. And they, one, they're getting blown out, and two, they look they 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 literally look like giant turds. Right. This is the worst. <laughs> It's 
stomped off to my bedroom. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> Thad continues. Sean, I disagree that last week's show was episode 400. Over the last couple of months, you've given us half shows for us to listen to with your technical difficulties. I really think that's more likely 395. Only five shows to go for four, until episode 400. I see. My reply to that is eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> Ian, can we have a whole show of things you have seen stuck in people's rectums? I would like a list of things not to put in there. Maybe our new listener, Jay, can tell us things he has put. No, no. The old turd cutter. There's a a classic term. The old turd cutter. Yeah. (laughs) Only from that. Well, <laughs> I can't remember who we. Oh, there was. I don't want to name names, but <laughs> there was a uh, somebody's boyfriend. It, it was a woman. It was her boyfriend, and like, for some reason we were calling him Turd Cutter Jones. I can't remember who. I, I do remember who, but you know. Uh, did you see the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer? It has Godzilla Jr. and Mecha Godzilla in there. They look badass. I, I did not. Well, they didn't show either Mecha Godzilla or Godzilla Jr. And let's hope and pray to God we don't get a baby Godzilla. I don't <laughs> see that. No one wants to see that. You never know. Yeah. What's the difference between a joke and three dicks? The person reading this email can't take a joke. Oh. Well, there was that one time in Wheeling. We don't talk about that. (laughs) Thundar was not better than He-Man. He-Man rocks. I still dress up as Prince Adam in my purple tights. No, you are so fucking wrong on this. (laughs) He-Man was like the lamest. He was. He he never threw a fucking punch. He never connected with anything. True. It's like... It's not even. This isn't even me saying this. Like I've watched documentaries where like Emil was not allowed to have offense. <laughs> he was strictly yeah, you're defense. Right. Like that sword was strictly for like deflecting shit. <laughs> right. Like how Skeletor didn't beat his sorry ass, I'll Ooh. never know. Right. Like, it was like a yeah. big deal. Like like in the He-Man movie, like when he killed somebody, they're like, oh, He-Man doesn't kill people. Like, well, okay, they're robots, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah, we, he can't kill things. That doesn't, know, that's all he does. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Thundar killed shit. Hell yeah, he did. Yeah, that sun sword got put to good use. <laughs> yeah. 
and he wasn't pussyfooting around. I think he was hitting Princess Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> he was getting those cheeks to clapping. While Ukla looked on. Ukla behind like a destroyed car. Slapping it. <laughs> or a destroyed area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ukla <laughs> uh, just likes to watch. <laughs> just, just ignore him. <laughs> yeah. Give him a biscuit. He'll shut up. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> a biscuit. <laughs> Bring someone home. You have a pet? <laughs> no. That's my roommate. Yeah. That's Ookla. And he's like, <laughs> He's a, he's a card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a good guy, and he pays the rent on time. <laughs> yeah. You know, what more you can ask for? Just don't look at the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we're upstairs, don't don't look towards the door. You should see his two hammers. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I don't know who's got the walk of shame in that one. <laughs> Wakes up and there's Ukla. Yeah. You down. In the corner. In love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, man. Trying to sleep. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite toys from my youth was the Marion Ross Play-Doh set. I don't even want to think about it. Sean, way to go all soft at the end of the show last week. For a moment <laughs> there, I thought you were going to stick it in Ian or drop a brick in his mouth. Well, <laughs> Drop a brick. In all honesty, if the director had any balls whatsoever, that's what the ending would have been. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I don't want a brick in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and those are words I live by. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> if I was to have a motto, <laughs> that would be a brick in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I will never go to prison. <laughs> it's on the family crest. Yeah. No bricks. <laughs> it's very nice you never go ass to mouth. Hey. Yeah. It's, you know, words to live by. Yeah. 
Uh, it's time for America's new, new, new favorite segment. What is Team Tim's wiener up to? Well, this week Tim sent me a picture of his tiny wiener, and you will not believe what he did. Tim took his tiny wiener to the park. Every time someone would pass by, all the ladies and kids would go would stop to touch his Tim's tiny wiener in the park. Tune in next week to see what Tim's tiny wiener is up to. Oh, Thad, the king of the double entendre. Mm -hmm. Okay, time to go. I'm currently undressing, so Platypus will take pictures of me nude. Do you guys want any pictures of me? It's been a while since I've seen you nude. Yeah, go ahead and email me something about you. Yuck. And double yuck, but you know. Yeah. Curiosity is a cat killer. Maybe you need to visit the family crest. Afraid of my email for the next week. <laughs> yeah. And text message because he, he'll text message me shit. And I was just like, oh, what's this? How do you want to open it up? <laughs> now I want to get Thad spread eagle with his head, thighs over his head. <laughs> we all live in fear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She'll give you the full brown eye. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move on. <laughs> Ask this. <laughs> that milky white northern European skin it is. Yeah. Uh, next up, we do have an email from our good friend, the Otter. Better known as Superfan Tim. Uh, Tim writes in. Hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Hey. Real quick this week. Just want to congratulate you on 400 episodes. Keep up the great work. You guys are the best. <laughs> Thank you. I don't think we're the Thanks. best. I think we're far from it, but, you know, for what we do, we are uh, as good as we're going to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have to keep it short. Got the wiener snipped, and he's a real pain in the ass so far. Won't stop whining. If his pain pills don't start working on him, I'm going to have to give him a shot. I mean, I guess that would be pretty whiny as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got, you know, his testicles removed. I can't be. Yeah. I, I can't be pleasant at all. <laughs> right. I understand that. Yeah. He's used I mean, to him dragging on the ground. There's no, yeah. not dragging it anymore. Yeah. He's, you know. So I, I get it. I get where he'd be a little whiny. I'd be whiny too. <laughs> I mean, you know, look at Thad. <laughs> Just an empty sack. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. <laughs> Just an old bat wing hang in there. <laughs> oh, there's a call back to like episode 40. <laughs> yeah. Five people will get that joke out of the ten that listen. All right. Uh, 
Well, thank you for the congratulations. We hope your dog is well. It gets over the loss of his genitalia. Yeah. Um, anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man, I'm good. All right, well, remember there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Like I hey. said, an e- email like these fine folks have. And that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And uh, we are on a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. So just give them a Google search. And you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. Uh, lastly, I want to thank. First, I want to thank everybody who did congratulate us on reaching the 400 episode plateau. That was very nice of everybody. Yeah. And I mentioned people last week that we wanted to thank. I'm sure there were a ton of people I forgot to thank. And you know, <coughs> again, I didn't want to thank. I, I I love to thank each individual person I could think of, but who who does support us on a regular basis, and I just don't have that kind of memory. <laughs> <laughs> And I forgot to write shit down. But I, again, I just we want to thank you first off for you know the 400 episodes and supporting us and everything that you do. But also just you know if you're tuning in for the first time, thank you. Yeah. If this is your, if, you know, uh, but you know, but everybody we want to thank you know for always supporting us. It's uh, it's humbling to know that you know there are some there's somebody out there who listens to our hijinks and or shenanigans and and enjoys it this is a particularly giggly episode so hopefully they like that <laughs> giggly 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 yeah all right then so uh on that note the dreamer has awakened peace <laughs>